business may be about to pick up. There may be mud holes stomped. They may be walked dry. But this second Jim Ross book, Under the Black Hat, which I've just got around to reading, is not really about wrestling. That may sound odd because the man is so steeped in wrestling. Now has a role in AEW and was um, the voice and other things for WWF and E for so long. But this is actually about a voyage of discovery. Because what this book shows is the way that Jim Ross was in a, it seems, dysfunctional relationship with the WWE. Both loved and then metaphorically abused. Because in this book, he talks at length, actually, and, and this seems to be a pattern where he is, it, it, we start with him being uh, doing a bit of announcing, but generally being talent relations, and kind of enjoying that, because the boys, as they're called, the other wrestlers, really enjoy his work, but he has to, you know, he's, he's really excited with the people he hired, like uh, Brock Lesnar, like Jack um, Swagger, Jake Hager. Shouldn't, don't think he should be excited about that, to be pers- perfectly honest. But, you know, people like Cena and, you know, Batista and all of that. And um, he's less excited, of course, about the people he had to let go because it is him letting them go. And all through this, and there is a very sad moment at the end when his wife, um, Jan, passes after an accident on the road. Um, All through this, his wife, Jan, is there just giving him bits of advice, never intrusive, understanding his often very gruff and defensive personality um, and saying, what's right for you is right for you and I will follow you 100%. It's lovely to see. And that gruff personality is at the heart of some of the understanding of himself in this book. Because, you know, he talks a lot about, I was the fat kid. I took a lot of abuse. I managed to work through that abuse. But it's that cycle, isn't it? And what happens in this book is, start with a bit of announcing and the the head of talent relations. Then we're going to change that and you're going to be given another role, which is actually a step up, but you're not doing anything really. And the bloke who you brought in, or was brought in as your your number two, John Laurinaitis, is now going to be the person who does that. We still want you to do Raw. We don't want you to do Raw. We want you to get beat up on Raw by people like Triple H and then get involved with the Michael Cole situation on Raw. We want to bring you back and promise you that you're going to announce at WrestleMania. We want you to get all dressed up to get there to be told, sorry, you've had another attack of Bell's palsy and we don't think you're ready. We want to induct you in the Hall of Fame, which makes you feel so fantastic, and rightly so. We want to produce a a Raw, which is a JR um, appreciation night with a lovely feeling of um, a lovely... um, speech from Vince McMahon which is um, presented verbatim here and is a lovely speech 
But I want you also to be part of the Click Kiss My Ass Club, so you'll have to actually kiss my buns. I want you to be insulted on air by Michael Cole in that feud, while I'm perhaps feeding Michael Cole lines as, um, as Jim Ross supposes. Then I want to fire you. I want to bring you back. I want to fire you again. I want to bring you back. All of this messes with Jim Ross so much and through the whole thing, all he wants to do is to prove to himself that he can do this, have the respect of the boys, have, uh, be good at what he does. But that's at the basis of this. All these boys are alpha males. And it's instructive when um, they do the billionaire's war with Trump and um, McMahon that, you know, uh, Trump becomes a little body conscious when he's with all those jacked up uh, alpha males in the dressing room and he, he puts a heavy coat on even though he must have been hot. All of that. But you know, these are alpha males and the biggest alpha male is Vince McMahon. And we talk so often about the travails of being with Vince and the way that he loves me, does he love me? Does he respect me? Does he care about me? It's like a big brother. It's like the biggest dog in the yard won't be Roman Reigns, that will be Vince McMahon, who's, you know, the genetic jackhammer and even at an older age he's muscly and the man who's absolutely holding the reins there and the man that you really need to please. And eventually he comes to some kind of accommodation with himself and it was just before he was, he lost, um, his wife, Jan, but he continues with that accommodation. He goes back to be with the boys, to be with his family, and he comes to an accommodation with Vince McMahon. And he realizes that he's not, um, he needs to be who he needs to be. He is who he is. And he spent all this time being something that other people wanted him to do, to be, second guessing that. Now he has a birth with AEW, which seems to be a less dysfunctional situation. I don't know, but it seems to be. And quite a lot of what's in this book is about cycles. Cycles of bullying, which is what he calls it, actually, several times in this book. Cycles of bullying. You are bullied when you were a kid. You've not lost that weight. You're still the fat kid at school. You never really lost that and so was I but I moved on a different way I didn't stay with the alpha males I became a performer where different things are needed but he stayed with sports and there's nothing that's going to lock in that cycle of bullying and being around the alpha males who bullied you when you were a kid. So this book is really affecting, and you will get lots of wrestling stories. Big stories about Stone Cold, for instance. The descriptions of the things that, of the big matches that he called are wide-eyed, and he still has that delight of wrestling, and that's lovely, lovely to see. The descriptions of it are great. 
it's an easy read. There are short chapters, it's an easy read. It's almost as if he's just saying, I've just got a few events that I want to talk to you about. That's lovely and it won't take you long to get through this. It's, um, sorry that sounds wrong. It won't take you long to enjoy this because it is a really enjoyable book. But for those people who want to talk about the ribs with the boys in the back and the stories with the boys in the back, that's not the book you're going to get here. This is about someone who found themselves but went through terrible times to do it. It's a psychological story. And because of that, it's fascinating. But you've got to want that. Otherwise, you'll be disappointed. And perhaps bitterly so. This is a five out of five because it's not the book I expected it to be. And it's more than the book I expected it to be. This is Jim Ross finding himself and coming to accommodation with who he is so that people can't get at him anymore because he isn't looking for them to be happy with him. He isn't looking for their acceptance. And by the end of this book, this seems to be the first time he's done that. And it's a redemptive story, but a very, very sad one. As I say, five out of five. And business will pick up. But it's the business in your head that really matters. Ta-ta.